Greetings and welcome to the Spooky Scouts. If you found us, you show an interest in questioning the suspicious, investigating the intriguing, and attempting to distinguish fact from fiction. Each meeting, we will evaluate a topic of choice and find stories, evidence, and history to discuss and debate. Join us in earning some merit badges, Spooky Scouts, if you survive. Just kidding. <laughs> trying to say it's spooky saturday and it comes out as spooky scouts is really awkward spooky i apologize sunday i actually just typed up um the episode synopsis for the new season for the first <laughs> uh-huh. one and i was like no longer on saturday because the paranormal is active seven days a week <laughs> <laughs> spooky scouts amazing amazing i hope you're all doing well um if you hear air conditioning in the background it's because it's very hot it's so too if hot. you hear that low hum it's so that we don't pass away it's too hot i am wearing the shirt that kayla got me today yes wild and free (laughs) wild and free those who are those who are on the podcast uh it is a a bigfoot sitting in some sort of meditative position with peace signs all over it it says wild and free and there's mushrooms on it there's mushrooms on it yeah you can imagine it however you however you like this episode though is about is about video is video we watched Mm -hmm. we actually watched two shows Despite people around us being non-believers. Oh my god. We were talking about that beforehand because we are forced to to exist with two people who don't believe in the things we believe in and they like to yes. be hyper skeptics and it's very yeah. frustrating when you're trying to watch something. Yes. No, it is very it is very frustrating. They say my mic is low, I'm turning it up, don't worry. I can turn it up with a button. Um, great man stitch thank you for subscribing it's here one enjoy her aliens um yeah so i'll be watching it and like jared will be there sitting next to me and he'll just be playing magic or something and then like something will happen on the show and i'll hear this like soft scoff (laughs) or this like i'll feel him looking like i'll feel a look i'll feel it like just right here yes (laughs) and i'm just like Yes. Where he's like looking like, at you to see what yes, you do. Yes. Yes. Jack yes, does that yeah. to me because I could tell he's like waiting to yeah. be like, <laughs> yeah, right. And like, and see me be like totally yeah. engrossed in it. And I'm like, yeah. stop. Yeah. Like, ooh, yeah, right. Or like, or like, mm, okay. Mm, or sure. Just, it's, it's, it's incredible. I mean, it, it's very funny. It's very funny, but I also like, I'm like, when there's a, sometimes there's genuinely good information in these shows. Yeah. Like the last two shows that we watched and we're going to talk about them on the episode today, the two shows were actually good. Mm -hmm. The editing is almost always terrible. (laughs) The editing's always terrible. Yep. Yeah. So the editing's terrible. The music is terrible. So I understand, like, the last the last one where same situation, I'm watching. I'm doing research. Thank you very much. I'm mm-hmm. doing research yeah, and research. watching a show. Yep. Research. I'm just watching. And, like, I'm, I'm like, in, I'm in it. Like, yeah. I'm trying to ignore the bad music. I'm trying to ignore the things that are happening that are just really dumb. And when they show, like, someone's, like, illustration that might be comically bad. Like, or just what an like, alien looks like. <laughs> my favorite thing is when they're just, like pull up blah 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 and then they're just like on the keyboard that that show okay (laughs) so this show this show this is 
And uh, I, I recommend, if you haven't seen it yet, if you're listening to this episode, go... We, you can listen to this first or after, but go watch the show Contact on Hulu. The TV show. The sh- TV show. It's a series. There's only there's only seven episodes. Um, and then there's also another show that I watched that Kayla didn't watch called um, UFO Witness. I believe that's also on Hulu. It might be on Discovery Plus, which I think is on Hulu. Yeah, that's on Hulu um, if you have the live TV only. So you need the live TV. Yes. yes. Um, both shows are, are actually very good. Like, they have good information, and I really appreciate the fact that both shows went and interviewed people at their houses. Like, just showed up at their houses. Which, like, that's bold, you know? Like, j- like that's real research. You just show up at someone's house. Yep. Like, sometimes the people were mic'd, and I was like, okay, they clearly talked to this person beforehand and then mic'd them. Sometimes, though, they weren't mic'd. And I was like, oh, man, that guy's not mic'd. This is, like, a real... This is, like, a real them actually interviewing someone yep so that was exciting um like i don't think you got to the last episode not yet i am gonna finish it i am gonna finish it but the last episode they talked to a guy who was um on the nimitz the tic tac ship oh shit yeah and someone who they've never talked to before and they they find this guy like through like a wild amount of research they find this guy and they go to his door and he's not mic'd which means that was like a real time and they go to his door and he's just like how'd you find me <gasps> he's like yeah uh, yeah it was like wild and so then that he finally agrees to interview with them and they sit down i'm just this is one of the most exciting things so i guess in the beginning of the episode we're just gonna throw out the no best. please because then we can go with... back to the, like my exciting yeah, yeah. thing anyway so they sit down with this guy right and he's like, I don't know how you found me. Like, it's pretty intense. And um, then he's like, oh, you know, I'll talk about this because the Tic Tac video came out and I'm like less afraid. <gasps> so what happened is he was on one of these big aircraft carriers. I guess it, the Nimitz was an aircraft carrier. Yeah, it was. Yeah, because they f- took jets off to chase the Tic Tac. So he was on this aircraft carrier and um, the other host that a dude, one of the dude hosts who's always with the British lady is a Marine too. So that right. also convinced him. He was like, oh, you're a Marine. You're Don't one of me. I'm like whatever, whatever it takes. <laughs> and so he said that he was on the Nimitz at night and he was like, I don't understand what his job was or whatever, but it seemed more important. It like, he had a pretty important job, but not like he wasn't like a Colonel or, you know, he didn't have a rank, a super high rank title. And he was sitting he was like outside watching the sunset and he was like, I had a ritual of like eating dinner, like after my shift and watching the sunset. And he was like, so, but all of a sudden, like suddenly they can do this at any time on a, on a ship in the military, which I didn't know is they can go dark, which means that all of the lights on the ship and everything on the ship goes off and everyone goes into the hall to hide from enemies. Like it's like a drill. Like, so it's like how they used to hide from like, um, like, if they would have been hiding from a Russian submarine or something, it's called going dark, like, back in the war days. So, but what happens if you don't go fast enough? They, like, lock the doors. <laughs> so you're just, like, you're just, like, locked outside. <laughs> so this guy, like, got locked outside, and he was like, you know, whatever. Like, I'll just, I'll just wait. I'll just wait until, like, you know, the lockdown is done. It's like a lockdown done, and then I'll be fine. So he's just, like, chilling outside. And uh, he looks out and he sees a giant black triangle come <laughs> out of the water. And he said it's he said it was bigger than the aircraft carrier. He said he watched it come out of the water 
like hover up and then shoot up into the sky. No water on it, not wet, not, he watched it come out of the water. And he was like, so he was like, okay. (laughs) So the lockdown like ended and he went in and was just like, wow, that's fucked up. The next day, the guy's like, one of his superiors is like, there's two people here to see you. No. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, he was like more or less like in the military, like no one comes to like see you unless you're like in trouble. And he said that they were in civilian clothes, like on an aircraft carrier. Where'd they come from? And he said these two people in civilian clothes came up to him to see him and asked him if, and just asked him if he saw anything. Not what it was, not like, and he didn't tell them. Yeah, I was wouldn't like, either. I'd be like, no. Nope. He was like, didn't see anything. Nope, just was just out. They were like, why were you outside? And he was like, I got locked out. <laughs> like, I was eating my dinner. <laughs> like, yeah. But he was like, he was like, I was so scared. Like, I felt like if I told them they were going to like court martial me and like kick me out of the military. So he just didn't tell them. So that's crazy. That is so scary. Right? It's so scary. And this poor guy, this poor guy was just like, got locked out. (laughs) He's like... I just got locked out, man. Like, I don't know. Well, also, does that mean the military or whoever knew that that thing was going to emerge from the ocean and they're like, everybody, we're well, doing that's a drill right now. That's that's the thing is they, the host asked him, do you think they knew about it? And he was like, a hundred percent. That's why they did the go dark on the ship. Which makes me think again, that those black triangles are ours. Yeah. I think I'd agree with you there. Because it's like, they wouldn't know otherwise. There's no, no way. No, there's no way they So that's know. some weird secret know, technology uh, yeah. that they have. And uh, Graph 0601, it didn't cause any waves. No, because a lot, what happens with these, these UFOs that go underwater, that's, and that was the whole point of contact, mm-hmm. is that they're hiding in the water. That yeah. was the whole point of the show. Really? Because I got to the episode about the lake. No! The ice... The, did you see the ice? No, the, I didn't see the what, ice. This no. was like the the lake. Was it? Was that also in Chile where it was like two Chile, lakes? Yes, and like the one so, like went down eight inches overnight. Yes, they well someone the mayor of the town saw a a um, UAP or whatever fly above the lake, like shoot take water from it or yeah, something. Yeah, and the lake the entire lake went down eight inches and this is so like, like a an enormous enormous lake like they said it would be like a thousand olympic size pools or something to take yeah. eight inches out of the lake yeah. so that was wild that was another thing so that's Messed interesting up. that it all ties back to water because like the yes. ocean is so vast mm-hmm. where else are you gonna put stuff besides that and caves and we're well yeah caves and we're not down there so like if you're hiding shit down there we're not down there Mm-mm. There's like we can't even see it. We don't even know what's at the bottom. We haven't even made it to the bottom of some places of the ocean. So yeah, of course. And the reason why they don't displace water, I mean, this is why I think, is because they're not actually traveling through matter. That's why they're not because they were talking about how quickly these things are going. And if anything was in there experiencing the the g force of going three thousand miles an hour, if any organic matter was in there, they just would have turned to mush. Yeah. Like you cannot experience going that fast as a as a physical person. So my idea is like if they're using the Bob Lazar technology, which is that they're using like gravity wells, they're not going through matter. They're like 
using gravity to just bypass or something. Just bypassing matter. So the ship wouldn't be wet because it's not even passing through matter. Mm-hmm. It's just making some kind of weird gravity well. I don't know. That would I make sense. It. I mean, it's just, I don't have a science degree. Science? You know, I don't know science. They use science. science. We don't know. I don't have a science degree, so I don't know. I don't know. But, but I think the show, that, that show had some really good moments where they went and interviewed people in different countries. Mm-hmm. There was also a whole episode on cattle mutilations that was fascinating. Whoa, I didn't get to that they, one. Yeah, because they found a correlation between cattle mutilations on cattle and then there was a place in like the middle of the Amazon where it was happening to people. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Which is totally messed up. So they like, and they interviewed this nurse or like a doctor who was like, yeah. So what happened is I had a string of patients, like 10 patients that had two like lacerations in their neck. And they said that they were hit by a light from the sky. That's ridiculous. Yep. And I was like, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. And they interviewed all these, they like went to these other countries and interviewed these people. And I'm like, okay, do these people have a reason to lie? I'm like, probably not. Like maybe if they like paid them or something, but like they, they would interview more than one person. So it would have to be like super coordinated. Yes. And they always had a translator like with them. Yeah. Cause they went in the ones I watched, they went to Mexico and Chile and in yeah. Chile, they talked to CIFA, which was the mm-hmm. Committee for Studies of Anomalous Aerial Phenomena, which is Chile's yes. Chile's ATIP, which is the American version, which is the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. So they talked mm-hmm. primarily about ATIP and CIFA. Yeah. And the CIFA one was interesting because they showed that video that we talked about before, the Chile one, where mm-hmm. the craft, like, shoots out it, like, like off gases yeah it off gases <laughs> and like they were they talked to the the guy there and they were like do you think it's an airplane dropping liquids because that's the main excuse for it and he was like no because here's a video of an airplane doing that and you can see it's clearly different like we yeah. see that all the time so that was yeah, cool it's, it was i hate that video yeah it's very disturbing i hate it but yeah it's like a little um to describe it it's like a little like oblong craft that clearly is not an airplane and like a long trail of like steam or liquid it's like it's single color because it's um what's the term i'm thinking of like thermo it's like a thermo camera or something or night vision but and you could see it like releasing these gases thermal camera yeah it's like releasing these gases from behind it so well and i think the other thing which they didn't really talk about which i actually uh, hated even more is that they didn't see it, like they couldn't see it. What did Unless, they? S- what? Because they only saw it on the thermal camera. Oh, I didn't there's realize no actual, that. There's no actual video of it. It's just the thermal camera, which is worse. That is worse. And I think they they mentioned the the hosts of the show contact. So the thing they found the most interesting was there's like a little like circle in the center of that object mm-hmm. so that was either like a reflection or like a window so you yeah. could tell it was not like a traditional winged aircraft yeah for sure so if you're um if you're on the podcast we will link the vi- the video in the show notes and you can see it 
because I think watching it and seeing the beginning from the end is the most important. Mm -hmm. Like, because you can just see it's like, and that black means that it's like a thousand degrees. So whatever it's dumping in the sky is super hot. Yeah, it's not like an airplane dropping waste, human waste or something like they try and say that it is. Yeah, it's really, it's really awful. Um, Oh my God, our Carlton said that they hated that our UFO committee has to have the word threat in its name. Yeah, yeah, but of course it does. Yeah, of course Mar- it does. Murica. 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 Murica needs to have the threat in its name, Murica. Meanwhile, Chile's like, study of anomalous aerial phenomena. Right. And I'm like, thank you, that's better. We don't have, like, advanced aerospace threat and identification. Murica. Mur- 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 <laughs> yeah, we also have the Space Force, don't forget that. Oh yeah, can't um, forget the Space Force in their camo uniforms so they can't yes. be perceived in space. yes. So yeah, I hate that one. And it was just interesting that they talked they talked to all the people in Chile about that. And of course, like the, even the government people were just like, no, we don't know what that is. Like, it's not ours. We don't know what it is. And they were just so honest about it. Like, I don't know. It was refreshing to talk to, like, they went to this uh, military base to talk to Sifa. And like, the guys were just like, literally, we don't know. And like, we've been talking about it for a year. And we yeah. just don't know what this thing is. That here's yeah. a video of it i don't know and well, i was like thank you for being honest it's very refreshing and then like the they this was later so you might not have seen this one but they talked to a guy who was like a russian he was like some kind of russian like diplomat or like person who was like talking to russia or something and they asked him about it like he was some important person who did russian he was sounded russian and he, <laughs> he was, was russian. like yeah he was a russian guy and they were like oh yeah sorry like he was like oh yeah like the russians thought it was the americans the americans thought it was the russians no one ever knew what it was like they just all blamed each other (laughs) great classic yeah that makes sense yep 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 but yeah the lake thing so that one that you watched there one of the first episodes this is of contact had two lakes and that was in chile right Yes, it was like, there was a lake that fed into the other lake. So an even larger lake fed into the one that was like getting messed up. Right. Yeah. So the, the one at the top, this was like, this, like you, oh my God, it was so horrible. In winter, the guy had video of it. I hate it so much. Makes, I hate it. In winter, the lake gets really bizarre uh, cutouts of perfect circles (laughs) in in the ice. (laughs) In the ice, they're just perfect little ice cutouts, perfect little circular ice cutouts in the lake. Wonder why that is. Hmm? Hmm? I hate Wonder that. And they, he said, nice. I remember they talked about how the, nope. the lake is un, is a volcano or under or above a volcano. Uh-huh. Yep. So yep. that's interesting because, the, you know, yep. there's a lot of geological studies there. Yeah. I do realize that them the UFOs making a circle in the ice might take away my idea that they're not going through matter or something. But they have to take samples of stuff. Well, and if they're going from under the water through the ice, mm-hmm. like maybe the heat just melts it automatically. Yeah. Like maybe there's a bubble of heat or something. I don't know. But yeah, perfectly normal, perfectly cut shapes. And that was the other thing about the cattle mutilations. They were talking to a guy who had seen his cattle be, like, he had found his cattle mutilated. And he was like, the cuts were so perfectly fine that the hairs were cut. Like, the hairs along their, like, face and, because they took, so they took part of their tongue 
the skin and their reproductive organs. And it was so perfectly cut that like he was like, there's no way an animal could have done it because it was perfectly cut. Like animals tear animals. Like, so it was clearly cut by something that was that was technological yeah because i remember that being talked about in it was either the lear book about implants or it was day after roswell but they talk about cattle mutilation in there and that was like a major takeaway was that these were too surgical and also they were too clean to even be a scalpel i think they Mm -hmm. talk about they're like there's just no way that it would have had to be a laser yeah it has to be a laser or something that like burned it yeah, but that so that was horrible. And then they were like, "Yeah, we went down to the Amazon in South America and found these people who were literally also zapped by these UFOs." That's oh, scary. and all their blood was gone, and all the cattle's blood <laughs> is missing. That's yeah. like another thing: is their blood's missing. And like, I, I remember, was it the same case as the one I read in the book where there was no mess? Like, it's not like there was no, blood anywhere no on the ground. No. There's no mess. Which, that's fucked up. Like, because you would make yeah. a mess if you're trying to drain something. Because you have to typically, like, you do that and you, like, cut the jugular and you hang them upside down. Right. Right. Yeah. So, but no, there's no blood. The blood's just gone. Which also makes me think that the cattle mutilations are where the cryptid stories of the chupacabra come from. Because if it's two punctures in their neck and all their blood is gone, that's literally, like, the legend of the chupacabra. Yeah. That's true. So, I was like, oh, maybe that's where they got chupacabra from. Or vampires, who knows? Or vampires, or both? Yeah. Or yeah, or both. Or, or all. Both. Uh, primary denizen, I didn't see that, but I hate that a lot. Uh, they said, did you see the case of the guy who got found by a lake who basically had all the same cattle mutilation stuff done to him? No eyes, lips, etc. That's cool. Hate that. That's really cool. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Ugh. Well, um, so... To go back to, like, the very... I want to talk about the first episode of Contact, because that is the one that freaked me out the most. So the reason we got directed towards this show is because I started a new job, and when I introduce myself to someone, I say... (laughs) My my initial question is always, so do you believe in UFOs? That's my casual lunchtime conversation starter. And so far it has produced excellent results, because several of the people I work with now do... And one of them was like, oh, yes. And, like, he was, like, talking, having a, like, intense-ass conversation with me. Like, he knew about Bigelow. He knew about Roger Lear. He knew about this and that and the other. Like, we were going back and forth and back and forth. And, and, like, I brought up Avi Loeb, the book we read, Extraterrestrial. Uh And he was like, oh, yes, I know that. And, like, I was like, dang, okay. But he asked me if I had seen the show Contact because he said... He, he asked me if I heard about the UFO phenomenon, which happened in Waynesboro, which is, like, I used to work in the town of Waynesboro. It's, like, about 30-ish minutes from my house. And he's like, did you hear about that in 2011? I was like, no, what are you talking about? And you're like, no! <laughs> so he told me his side of the story first, which was he had seen something there. He had seen... So basically in 2011, we don't get earthquakes here. It just doesn't happen. We also don't get tornadoes. We don't get really super bad storms, like occasionally, because we are in the, the valley surrounded by mountains. Right. So those things just like don't happen geologically. We, I've had like one, I've experienced one very minor earthquake in my entire life. And it was just like a little shake of the house. Um, but in 2011, I can't remember what magnitude it was, but it was, like, in this area to D.C. Like, it messed up the Washington Monument. I wasn't here. In 2011, I was in Memphis. Okay. Um, 
but apparently it messed up the Washington Monument. Yeah, it was like the Washington Monument or like some sort of structure in DC got messed up, and they showed video of it on the show where people were like oh, running weird. down the stairs. But I think it was like an eight point something magnitude or something ridiculous. I think uh, jury said it was six point one. Thank you, jury. Yeah, six point one, and it was like if it's freaked people out because we just don't get it. It's like if we got a tornado here, that always is very scary because that just never happens. Yeah, jury said they had to rebuild the monument. <laughs> so. I didn't really recall any of this, but he said, yeah. So on that same day, he said he was driving in Waynesboro and he looked up towards the mountains and there were lights over the mountains. And like shortly thereafter, the earthquake happened. But he said that several other people saw it and he was like, you should watch the show because the very first episode talks about it. And I was like, okay. So (laughs) I text Holly immediately. I'm like, we have to watch this show because like, what the fuck? So basically in the first episode... They, they, what the premise of the show overall is this guy used to work in intelligence in the military and he developed software to kind of like find correlations and evidence and like figure out shit. So he does that, but with alien stuff, because he's like, whatever, I'm going to do it. So that's why half the time they're like, pull up everything that has occurred in this area. And then they're like, and then they they have like a little office that like, I feel like was also decorated by like a prop person because there seems to be just like some useless computer stuff (laughs) in the background. And I'm like, I don't think you need all this, but okay. Yeah. So like, if you, if you watch the show, please be gentle with it because the editing and like the positioning of things is pretty wild, but the content is great. Yeah, listen, I've watched some really <laughs> not great shows, and this one this one is great, information-wise. Yes. So, bas- it's called Contact, and it's on Discovery+. Plus. But basically, they they start by talking about sounds, and just how, when there Ooh. are very significant sounds that come from the sky, which we've talked about, and are yeah, very and horrifying. Yeah, they played it. They played one, and it was terrible! It was, it was so it was terrible. So terrible. <laughs> Um, oh. it's just like the screeching noise, but it's like really loud. Oh, it was terrible. And they end up starting in Florida and finding a bunch of social media posts about the one at the stadium, which is one we've mm-hmm. talked about. Mm-hmm. And then they extended outwards and they found people talking about it, like in a five mile radius. And they were like, okay, well, clearly it wasn't coming from the stadium then. So we took that out and then they kept going further and they realized that there were sightings all up the East Coast until they were all clustered around Waynesboro, Virginia, like no. on that day. Like, just they show the map and it's just like a bunch of them right there. And I was like, mm, I hate this. I hate this for no. me. I hate it. So basically, they end up going to Waynesboro. And it's hilarious because half the footage is not of Waynesboro because Waynesboro is not a very pretty city. So sometimes when you saw those streets and it was like really quaint, that was Stanton. That wasn't Waynesboro. But oh, okay. they go, <laughs> it wasn't even no. Waynesboro. Like the ones where it looked kind of dirty and wet and there was actually a sign that said Waynesboro, that was Waynesboro. But the rest of them okay. were Stanton and then some of Harrisonburg because the library was in Harrisonburg. But they go to Waynesboro and they locate one guy who made a social media post about seeing lights at his house that night, that day. It was night. It was night. Because he huh. said he stayed up playing video games. That's and right. like that's right the the light from outside was so much that it lit up the house all around like in his room on the one side of the house and his brother's room on the the opposite mm-hmm. side and they went outside and it was like all lit up and they heard that noise from outside so that's they right. went and talked to that guy about it and it looked like he lived up on skyline drive so he would have been off the beaten path a little bit mm-hmm. 
But basically, people saw these lights over the mountain, saw them shoot away, I think maybe continued to going north, and they heard that noise all in the same day, and then the earthquake happened. Oh. So so the noise happened, then the earthquake yes, happened. Yes, and, and they said that they <laughs> no. kind of went in the direction of where they said the UFOs appeared to go, and they took a drone up into the sky, and they looked at the area with thermal the thermal camera, and they found a lot of heat in one spot when they were looking in that general area, and they found a yeah. cave. It was a cave! It was a, it was a fucking cave, and... Yep, it was a cave. It was awful. Um... Yes, Jerry, the earthquake was midday, but the initial sightings of the UFOs started ahead of that. Like, it seemed like they were at night, the way that guy talked. And then the earthquake happened after. Um, So they went into this cave. They decided to go in it. And they leave the GPS coordinates for the cave. And I'm like, I kind of want to go to this fucking cave. So maybe when if I can find spelunking gear, I'm going to go and I'll check out this cave. Yeah, you should. they go down in Cave. it. Caves! And um, what they discover is that it's a pretty normal cave for the area, except for the fact that there are giant, like, six feet in diameter stalactites that are just, like, look like they got blasted off the ceiling and are laying sideways on the ground. So Weird. they were they were just like, this literally could not happen unless there was some kind of force to blow them off. Like, that's not enough. An earthquake might be enough to shake it off, but, like, not really. Because they were, there were a lot of them, and they were large structures that Mm -hmm. were blown off of the ceiling. Um, So perhaps the aliens lived in the cave and flew out of the cave, or back into the cave, unknown. But that was horrifying. So they, they went into the cave and they found it. And what was interesting was... Throughout this investigative process of Waynesboro, they go to Harrisonburg to the library because, as they point out, a lot of small towns or anything like that, they a lot of the history is still archived physically. So they went back through newspaper articles and they found, like, tons and tons and tons of newspaper articles of UFO sightings in this area in the 60s. Like, Whoa. which was when there was a spike when West Virginia was the, the biggest UFO sighting area in the country was in the 60s huh. so and it's and not to mention that those mountains are super old yep. they're very very old they're filled with caves mm-hmm. so i think they're so old they don't even have fossils of of uh fish it's all of the fossils in the appalachian mountains the apple appalachias are all uh before fishy evolved. oh my god i didn't know that yeah because they're so old so the, everything that they have in the mountain, I don't know where, I just went down a rabbit hole the other day about fossils and, and the Appalachians being so old. And uh, the only thing there are like uh, trilobites, like there are no fish, no mammals, nothing. It's just, it's so old that it's before those even evolved. Even fish, it's before fish evolved. That is wild. Yeah. And it's like in the, in this area in West Virginia, like you drive through there and it's, there's nothing. It is just trees. Yeah. So that's why I also think Bigfoot could be here because sure he could be fucking hiding and like no one would ever oh, see him. Oh, in a cave? Yeah, in a cave yeah. in the in the forest. Like you're not gonna see him. So yeah. like I I don't know that's very interesting. So that co- and that correlates with other information we've talked about about West Virginia in the '60s. Like mm-hmm. that this is pretty much the same area. I am right next to West Virginia. So yeah, I don't know. That's so sp- I hate 
that I hate the noise. They played it. I hated it. It was it terrible. It was terrifying. It was terrible. And they went to a cave. The one thing that they do on that show that I think is is annoying is that like they'll just look <laughs> they'll just look at things and I was like this was when I was sitting next to Jared and he was giving me the skeptical look and I'm just like Kayla and I could do this show. Yeah. <laughs> I was like Kayla and I could do this. You know why? Here, I'll do an example. I'm like, look look at this. I can't believe this. Look at this wall. <laughs> it looks like they could have been taken out. Do you think that this means there was contact? <laughs> like, this is the best evidence we've ever seen. <laughs> like, I was this just is crazy. Like, this, yeah, this is, we've never seen evidence this rock solid. <laughs> like, <just laughs> I was like, we could do this show. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, we could. And we'd be more, we'd be more interesting. I don't know. No, I liked those guys. They were just like, they'd just be no. sitting there and they'd be like, hey, you pull this up. Wow. Can't believe. Look, this is a 95% match. Let's check it out. Like, I know. And I'm like, I don't even know what this means. What are you, are you using? Is this just Google with a filter on it? What's happening here? Like, did you just put a filter on Google? Kayla and I want to do more stuff like that because I feel like we've watched so many of these shows. Now I'm just like, we're ready. Yeah, we're We're ready. ready Go into the field. Okay. So that show is called Contact. It's on Hulu. The other show, the one that I watched called a ufo witness was with another dude and i think he showed up in contact for like a hot minute he's like used to be a federal agent and like i kind of like this guy more because he like seems like like he seems like soft and nerdy (laughs) you know what i mean like and i like his i like it and everyone talks to him like everyone talks to him because he's like he's very soft-spoken and just seems like a friendly guy like a soft nerdy guy (laughs) And he did the same thing as them, where he would go to, like, people and talk to them and all this stuff. But he had, which I thought this was the most, the most important part of that show. He had a personal connection to UFOs, which was similar to the stuff with my pappy. And that, that weirded me out. Uh, You know, soft-spoken, you know, not like, not an aggressive person. Like, he wasn't like... Like, and the, none of the other hosts were aggressive, but sometimes, like, the guy with the tattoos, like, would get a little, like, we need to know, and I'm like, we gotta find out more, we gotta send a team, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, and I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm like, you need to calm down, and I'm getting, like, oh, I'm getting a little bit of, like, MAGA vibes from you, so you need to, like, we'll MAGA in here, cool so you it. might need to calm down. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, you need to cool it, I feel like you own a lot of guns, so, like, like, this guy, you could tell, I was like, this guy, this guy, doesn't seem like he owned guns and was just soft-spoken. That was my vibe. Who knows? I could be wrong. But so on the other show, this guy has a personal connection. And uh, he he was, he went through a bunch of like the beginning stuff. And there are some like really rough parts where he talks to someone who, that's where I got the like lady who was like, yes, I'm part of the hybrid alien program. And I'm, he's being very respectful and being like, I believe, I believe that she believes this happened. And I'm like, he's very specifically saying that. And I'm like, yeah, I know what yeah, you're doing. That's good though. <laughs> that's like what we were talking yeah. about. Like be respectful of people. Like, yeah. And their beliefs. And I, I think that's a great way to interview people. Like, like he's not denying their experience. Cause she did a later in the episode, she did a polygraph test and passed. I'm like, yeah, because whatever happened, she believes that it happened. And that's the most important thing. Like rather not, it actually happened. Like her experience is valid. So at one point in the show, he talks to his dad and his dad. So his grandfather is the one who his grandfather worked at some, something like very similar to my pappy, like something that was like some 
like off thing that was like parts buyer or something or not part like my pappy was a parts buyer but this guy had like a different name i don't even know what it was it was like some but he was in the military he, my pappy was was civilian this guy was in the military and then in like the 60s he was doing something with like planes and ufo not well it turns out it was ufos but pl- like planes in the military and blah 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 so he was so secretive and busy never talked about what he did never talked about where he went never talked about any of it and at one point, his grandfather's wife, his grandmother, got cancer and was, like, dying. And he wasn't home. And the doctor, like, called their, like, his son, which is his dad. The doctor called his dad and was like, you need to, you know, your dad needs to get here, like, because, like, she's dying. And he, he like, his dad gave them one phone number and said, if something emergency happens, you can call this number to find me. <laughs> and so he calls the number. And is like, listen, uh, like your like mom's dying. Like you need to come home. And he's like, I can't. He didn't. He couldn't come home. What the fuck? Like he couldn't come home. And then it turns out that all the times that he was gone correlated with um, rumored UFO crashes. Stop. Yes. Yes. And this is his family history. This is family history. And so he's talking. He's interviewing his dad. He's sitting down and like. This was so messed up. I like lost. I wish I I should have like put the clip in this episode because I was so upset. I if you watch the show, you'll see you'll see the clip, but it is after some like things that are less than great information. But <laughs> he talks to his dad and he's sitting down and he's like asking his dad about, you know, where did your dad go? like he doesn't know and where did grandpa go? All this kind of stuff. And then he's like, you know, the like he was the only time he never told me anything. He never told me anything until he was on his deathbed and he was on his deathbed. And like, he had been suspicious, like where he was going and stuff. And he was in the hospital. His dad was dying. He was on his deathbed and he was sitting there holding his hand. And he says that he turned, he turned to him and just said, we're not alone. Ah! Yeah. And he said it twice. He was like, I don't remember the guy's name. He's like Dave or something. He was like, we're not alone, son, or whatever. And he said it twice. He was like, we're not alone. He knew exactly what he meant. He knew, And that was all he said. That's all he said. I was like, no! Oh, I hate that. I mean. <laughs> right? Oh, man. Isn't that messed up? And this was this guy's, like, family story. Like, his family, this guy worked as a federal agent. I don't know how he got a Discovery Plus show or whatever. But, like, his family had this connection to UFOs. Like, it wasn't, like, his dad isn't an actor. His dad isn't someone, you know, this was his dad telling a story about his grandfather. And all the stuff, like, about how his grandfather was secretive about it stuff, it was so similar to stuff, like, that my pappy did. Like, just, like, you know, they don't talk about what they did. Like, they don't, except for, like in weird like off comments where my pappy was like oh yeah one time like we had to stop at a hotel and burn a bunch of documents in a fireplace and i'm like excuse me like he just offhanded told me that no. once and i'm like what do you mean you had to stop at a hotel and burn a bunch like, of like what kind of documents he was just like no, no. and that was it that's all he said about it and i was like what <laughs> like but it sounded like this guy's dad who like couldn't talk about anything that he did like, but would, like, offhandedly, like, be like, you know, he works in the military, he works with all this stuff. And then they also correlated with his dad the times, because he had letters that he'd written his dad, and the dates of the letters when his dad was gone correlated with these, like, these UFO crashes that were supposedly 
that were rumored to have happened when he was gone. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is horrifying. I want to watch that for that alone. Yeah, that part, that was the best part of the show. And then, then he talks to the lady who's like, oh, I'm part of the hybrid program. And I'm like, I, uh, like, was she saying <laughs> she was a hybrid or like, no, no, she's she, like, she does, she does have some convincing, some compelling evidence. We'll save that for but next so, time. But, yeah, she has some compelling evidence, but she like, she like had miscarriages where like her fetus has just disappeared. Which that's messed up. So, Yeah. So wow. Okay. Yeah. And there's more than one person that has experienced that. And that's like, I've heard those stories tons of times. Like there's tons of people who have had those hybrid experiences. And hopefully we're going to talk about that next week. Cause we found the forum that has all of the, the experiences. On oh it, yeah. So. I got to find, I will do my forum digging as well and find a star, star seed forum or whatever oh, they're yeah. called. Oh yeah. Star children. Yes. Yeah, that's that's the hybrid children. I'm yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, star children. Because remember that one guy who yeah. said that he like got got busy with some aliens and he drew them and they had long yes. flowing hair and then he says he saw his yes. alien daughter yes. at a convention or yes. something. That was a yes. little bit much for me, yes. but you know, you do you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. It was the guy with the Netflix documentary who saw an alien peeking in his window. It was that guy. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my god, that was, yeah. I'm gonna rewatch yeah, that yeah, for this. Yeah. I'm gonna have to rewatch that for this yeah. next episode. Uh, I'm convinced that he believes that he had that account. Sure. And I'm like, good for you, dude. <laughs> yeah. These are both very great shows. They're worth watching. They're fascinating. The hosts are fun. Like, the hosts do a great job. Um, the music in the one that I watched, the UFO Witness, terrible. <laughs> Distractingly bad. Like loud, like it's like something dramatic would happen, and the music would be like, just like, like too loud, like bad editing. The editing on Contact was actually a lot better. That's like upsetting because like Contact would be like, all right, let's go to Chile, and then it would be like that typing noise as like the place name of the place comes up. Oh, oh, and in Contact because they went to Brazil and Chile and all these places. And they would, they added in birds. I don't know if you noticed, but they oh, kept adding I heard, bird like, noises. the red-tailed loud. hawk scream. Like, when yeah, they were in yeah. the fucking, like, in Chile, they were like, red-tailed hawk scream. <laughs> I was like, okay, Yeah, cool. and I was like, that's not what that. And then they add, kept adding that, weep, 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 like, jungle bird <laughs> that does that noise. And I was like, that's not, that, that's not real. And, you're just, and it was way too loud. It sounded like the bird was right here. <laughs> I was like, there's no bird. I'm not seeing any birds, but okay. So they kept adding the lots of loud bird noises. Yeah, I love it when people are just like bird calls. All right, in, that seems right. Insert that track here. Red tail hawk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was the editing is not awesome, but it's it's legitimately good, and the, their correlations between I think UFOs and wa- bodies of water mm-hmm. is really important. I feel like because that's happened so much, and these military people are seeing it, and the videos that have been confirmed by the government, the Nimitz one, they're all over water. Yep. They're all taken by the Navy. So I feel like I feel like there's a very significant correlation well, that, that these shows kind of explain. And I would say, too, that uh, oftentimes the ones... I would bet that the ones that are in landlocked areas, such as this area, West Virginia... Any anything not on the coast, I bet there's correlation with caves. 
I bet if they that looked be. further into it, because like the, I found that very interesting that it clustered here, and there was literally a cave, and like that cave yeah. was fucked up. It was big. Mm-hmm. Like they found a tiny entrance, but the inside of the cave was really big. Yeah, and like it it extended so far back, and it had all those like broken bits in it, like they had been blasted mm-hmm. off. It's like too yeah. much of a coincidence. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. The only thing in contact is that I didn't, that I wanted some more information on that they didn't elaborate on was they went to this guy in Mexico who had a bunch of artifacts from like ancient, did you get to that point? That he had a bunch of ancient artifacts that like were just aliens. Was that the one with like the bone thing? No, this was, he, they went to like a museum and like this guy had like jade. Oh, the jade. Know, a- yeah, I wrote that down in my notes because I it was, was very like, horrifying because it was like. I was like, that's just an alien, but I'm like, okay, I'm like, me, like, history person, I'm like, that needs to be tested. Like, I don't know, this guy could have gotten it from some dubious source, like, someone needs to test this and see if these are authentic. Like, I don't know if this guy's done it, he just looked like he was in an apartment in Mexico, so I don't well, know. The thing like, is, show. like, a lot of the, the artifacts they pulled that had depictions of alien features next to human features where like yeah, the Mayan that one was messed artwork. up. Yeah, that was that one was messed up that he showed. I just want to know if it's. I want to know if those are legit. Like I want I want more research done on those. Like I want to because if those are real, like that right there is is proof. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, it makes me think of because I I think often of the stone tablet that I learned about in Mesoamerican art in college, which I'm trying to find the name of it. Yeah, but it was one where. Okay, I think if you Google Prometheus, ancient Mayan, um, it brings it up at least. But I think it's the tomb of Pakal. Yes. Uh, P-A-K-A-L should bring that up. But it looks like a dude in a spaceship. And, like, all of them look like that, where it's just, like, he definitely looks like he's in a spaceship. There's been lots of arguments. Oh, yeah, that guy, yeah. We learned about it in college where they're just like, well, also, this is a lot of depiction of, like, imagery of the afterlife that they would use in other ways and like blah 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 but i'm like okay but like you know it also looks like a freaking spaceship <laughs> like he's going to space mm-hmm. but there and that's not the only place that stuff yeah, like this has like come up like, so yeah he looks like he's like sitting on a like a yeah chair. Mm-hmm. so the that made me think of this so it's like that it's pretty common to see these depictions of weird things that appears technology, because I think someone in the comments here, L.R. Carlton mentions the tree of life, because one of the things we learned in class was like, yes, they consider this a depiction of the tree of life, but it does not match a lot of the other ways they illustrate the tree of life. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting. But yes, so I don't know. There's a lot of very interesting things in ancient Mesoamerican art. And they touched on that in the show because like Holly mentioned, they had a Jade statue it just straight up looks like an alien. It's just, just straight up aliens. Like, just straight up, like, like, straight up aliens. Yeah. And then they had, like, a stone tablet that was carved that had a human face. And on top of the human face was an alien face. So it's, like, it's not like yeah. they were stylizing. Because an argument would be, like, oh, this is just a stylized depiction of a human. And they're, like, no. They knew how to drew, draw humans. Like, to carve humans. Yeah. Yeah. Aether or not. Ira Carlton said, yeah, but then ancient alien comes around and insinuates that those picks and other monuments couldn't be built by indigenous people and are built by aliens. Well, that's that's the problem, is that I don't think that those monuments were built by aliens at no. all. I'm a hundred... Those, but they were built by humans to get aliens' attention. Yeah. 
Like, I think that they were thinking that, that whatever was in the sky was a god, and they were like, we gotta build these giant pyramids, because we gotta send our kings to the sky. Yeah, I think it's... Where the gods I are. I think it's what uh, L.R. Carlton said, which is that the, the aliens, it was inspired by aliens, or the aliens, like, shared some technology. I do think that that is, I agree, that is inappropriate that they would say that those people yeah. couldn't do it because that's not true yeah. but i think like I mean, it's they were it's, they found technology just like we have to be able yes, to like develop new things it's stupid colonial racism that no one noticed and just you know until people were like hey maybe don't deny that people could have built yeah that. maybe that's <laughs> a little uh fucking stupid but sure yeah but people are always saying that aliens built things that ancient people built. Like, I mean, look at Stonehenge. Look at, like, his pyramids, Stonehenge. It's aliens, but it was it was people. Like, we know that they did that, but they're aligned to celestial bodies. Mm-hmm. So, so there was a purpose. Whatever they were doing, they were trying to contact something in the sky. So, uh-huh. yeah, there's definitely... Which yeah. brings me to the next thing we should talk about, which is the film contact. <laughs> oh, my God. Which I love. That's right. That's right. It is a great film. It is a great so, film. So it's it's funny because whilst vacationing, I got margarita drunk. And apparently the thing I want to do <laughs> while margarita drunk is watch Contact. Um, so I started it while I was on vacation and finished it last night because I love this film. And it came up on Twitter. But if you don't know, it's based on the novel by Carl Sagan. So he wrote this book. It was I didn't realize it was written by Carl yeah. Sagan. And I own it, and I've been meaning to read it, and I kept forgetting. And so I'm going to read it now, because I'm sure it's different and more in-depth and very interesting. But I was flipping through it, and a lot of it seems similar. I think the difference is at the end, they send a team of people instead of just Ellie. But Contact is a great film, if you've never seen it, about receiving a signal from aliens and making contact with them. And it's so good. It is so good. I can't even express. When's the last time you watched it? Has it been a while? Not a long time. It's been a while. I should watch it again. You should. It holds up so well. It's so good. Especially the deep fakes of like Bill Clinton in the, <laughs> in the ah. meeting room where they're just like Mr. President. And then they like splice him into the video with the no. actors. And it looks really ridiculous. Ah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. Se- I, I should watch it because I haven't seen it in a long time. The last, like, one of those kinds of movies I watched was Arrival. That one's good, too. And I ha- Arrival scares the it's shit It's very out of good, me. though. I just, like, it is good. But I hate, I hate the noises. The noises. And the sad music. The music's really I mean, it's sad pretty depressing, Arrival. I think. Yeah, it's a depressing movie, for sure. So, basically, in Contact, it was Jodie Foster. Yes, Jodie Foster is basically involved. She's involved in SETI. And she's yes. scanning the sky, scanning space for noises, and she receives a signal. And it just sounds like a pulse. And then eventually it starts counting in prime numbers. And they're like, well, this is not just a weird noise. This is a thing. And they eventually take the signal. And she gets funding from a guy who's basically Jeffrey Bezos. I don't know. He just looks like Jeffrey Bezos. <laughs> um, but he's like hella rich and eccentric. And I'm like, this is just Jeffrey Bezos. I think Carl Sagan predicted yeah. the future. I mean, that would be sick if he actually did something useful instead of just like going to space by himself. Yeah. And this guy went to space bits because he had cancer. And he was like, that's right. That's right. Now. Yeah. I yeah. That. Yeah. 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 Um, so basically, uh, 1997 Jeffrey Bezos 
funds her project and also helps her figure out the code and the fact that because like they they find out that embedded in this code was a video of the first television program beamed into space which was hitler introducing the olympics so of course wait was that really the first thing beamed into space? i think so i think that is actually true that's really i know and it was very stupid because of course the american government is like this is a threat and she was just like, they're not going to know who Hitler is. <laughs> like, please calm down. That's true. And I was like, this That's is true. accurate. Would, if it's just him introducing, like, then they would Yeah, know. they were just like, I don't know, you said this. So they send it back, but they encrypted in the data, like, 600,000 pages of stuff. And they're trying to figure out how it works because stuff doesn't line up. And then Jeffrey Bezos is right. like, no, think like an alien. And it's like cubed it's like 3d pages so like they figure it out and it leads them to build a giant structure which looks fucking cool like it's it's so cool and it's basically like these spinning rings that you drop a person into Mm -hmm. and (laughs) which is if you think about it it's like you either get ground up or you go to another space place it scared me every time because i'm like how do they know the ring's not gonna hit it when they drop them in I thought that too. Yeah, I was like, you either turn into mush or you go to space. Or space. Um, but basically, Jeffrey Bezos, being the smart person that he is, I need to stop calling him Jeffrey Bezos. But he literally looks like him. <laughs> it's the guy who oh, yeah. plays Professor Broom in the first Hellboy film. So I don't know, but like, oh, he's yeah, great. he's a great actor. I just don't know. I can't remember what his name is. So maybe John. Hurt. Thank you. And maybe I'll just call yeah. him Professor Broom from now on because that's my positive association. But he basically is smart enough to have built two at the same time and one's in japan because the first one was on they they were going to run a test on it publicly on television oh and then yeah then people like protested and blew it up there was actually it was like a religious guy because there's throughout this whole movie there's a lot of talk of like religion and faith it's it's such a smart movie like it makes me so upset but so they this super religious guy goes and he just like blows that one up and John Hurt is basically like, it's I, I made a second one because I knew this was going to happen and I'm really smart and rich. <laughs> so now Jodie Foster, Ellie, I think her name is Ellie in this. She yeah. goes to that one and they decide to send her. Originally they were going to send this other guy, but he got blew up. Um, And he said an interesting. interesting thing too. Like there's just so much smart dialogue in this movie, like where he looks basically to determine who is going to meet the aliens they interview people, and in her interview, um, Matthew McConaughey, being the dick that he is, is like, but do you believe in God? And she was like, I don't. I remember yeah. that. No. And they were like, well, we can't send someone in to meet the aliens who doesn't believe in religion because 95% of the population does. I was like, well, first off, that's stupid when you want someone impartial because <laughs> you can't say one God is the true God. Like, right. But whatever. So... And I remember the other guy, can't think of that actor's name, the one that they ended up picking, looks at her and he's like, you know, I really wish that the type of honesty and idealism that you put forward was rewarded, but that's just not the type of world we live in. And she looked at him and was like, funny, I always thought the world was what you made of it. And I was like, "Ah, dang, this is so good. But yeah, so basically that guy gets Carl Sagan coming in with these... Hot yeah, tapes. and, like, one of the big quotes throughout the whole book was just, like, you know, the the space, or the whole movie was, like, space is so vast. It's so vast, and there's so much. It would be, 
it would be a huge waste of space if there if we were alone in it and i was like <laughs> yeah also i feel like 95 percent is extremely yeah high. that's what they kept like, saying in the movie cannot, and i was like i don't think so it cannot be that high anymore. maybe in 97 no maybe in 1997 <laughs> Yeah, there's no way. Because the, the worst part of it um, is Jack and I got really mad because they were just like, when that place blows up and um, uh, the Professor Broom is like, they, they want to send someone else. He said specifically, they want they still want to send an American. And I was like, why? <laughs> and I was like, I guess in 97, America was still cool. I don't know. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, being an American yeah. is rad in 1997. If you want to really... A really funny '90s movie to watch. Um, Air Force One is hilarious. Ooh, okay. Have you ever seen Air no. Force One? Oh my god, it's so. Funny. I have some shoes, but <laughs> it's so funny. Please watch okay. it. You need to watch it. It's it is funny. Okay, I will. It's I will check funny. that out. Yes, it is. Oh my god, it made me laugh so hard. It's a. <laughs> the premise is. Air Force One gets hijacked by Russians. Of course. But the president somehow escapes. <laughs> and, like, manages to, like, be, like, some kind of, like, guerrilla fighter in the plane. And he's, like, an old guy. But he's so cool. He's the president. Ooh. And he, like, beats everyone. And then, like, at one point, he goes, get off my plane. <laughs> and it's incredible. Okay. I will check this it. out. It's like Independence, it's like contemporary to Independence Day in the same feel, like the same, like, it's, oh, it's good. It's very it's funny. Amazing. So, yeah, it's over the top. It's so funny. Yeah, and Harrison Ford is the president. Ooh, okay. That would be yeah. good. All right. I'll have to check it and out. And just, just, just remember, get, get off my plane. My plane. <laughs> oh, it's, it's great. Oh, okay. But Let yes. me finish the contact synopsis. Ruining yes, this. yes. Finish the context. Yes, sorry. I'm sorry. If, spoilers if you haven't seen the movie. Maybe don't listen, but also go watch it. Um, so they send Jodie Foster into the second machine. Basically, what it is is these rings spin, and they drop the person in the middle of it, and it create it like sends them through a wormhole. I don't know. There's like science in it, and I'm like, yeah. whoa. Yeah, Carl Sagan. Yeah, knew what he was talking about. I assume, but. Basically, they send her and she ends up going through a wormhole and traveling through space and seeing, like, indications of other civilizations and other aliens. And then she gets dropped on what appears to be a beach and her dead father approaches her because the alien, the aliens have decided, like, this is what you can handle. This is what you can perceive, which I always thought was great, but some people think is a cop out. And I'm like, I don't know. I think that's smart. Like, cause the, my favorite part is when the alien is approaching her on the beach, you see some weird like tentacles or something mm -hmm. like in the, the sunlight. And then it turns into her dad. So you can't really even see what's going on. But he basically tells her, he's like, this is like, she was like, why did you, contact us and he was like well you you reached out first we're just returning what you said and this is how we it, civilizations have advanced how planets have advanced for for centuries and she asked how they built this wormhole travel system and he he was like we didn't whoever did it like way before us they built it so like this has been going on for so so long so it's it's pretty much it's pretty much the the reapers and the mass. Yes, place. I feel like Mass Effect definitely was like, mm -hmm. yeah. 
Oh yeah, it's for so sure. good. And basically, and she she's like, well, can you give me anything like any sort of proof or what? What can you give me to take back? And he was like, no, this is how it's always done. This is one small step. You have to figure out the rest. If you join us, that's up to you. And he sends her back. And from their perspective, she literally just dropped down to the the floor and didn't go anywhere. But from her perspective, she traveled for 18 hours. So they follow up by like basically taking her to court and be like, what you're lying like you didn't do anything you're making this all up and it becomes an interesting argument because at the end they're just like are you expecting us to take this all on faith as someone who has no faith (laughs) and she was just like i don't know what to tell you this is what happened and at the end angela bassett who's in it and i love her she um points out to james woods who is also in it that after it was all over and nobody believed her, she was like, I found it very interesting that the report indicates that her communication recorder recorded 18 hours of static, even though she was gone for a millisecond, like she dropped for a millisecond. Mm-hmm. And so ba- so they were just like, oh, okay, so I guess we do know. So it left it off basically being like, there's hope that people will believe her. And then they gave her more funding for more satellites. Right. But the main takeaways were just, like, about... It was very interesting commentary on faith. It was very interesting commentary on, like, humanity. And it was... it. There were lots of discussions about... Like, the aliens said that, yeah, space, no matter how far you travel into it, is always extremely lonely. So they learned to kind of look towards each other. Mm-hmm. And basically was like, you need to believe each other. You need to take care of each other. And I was like, well... We're never going to space. <laughs> That's what I took <laughs> away from this. Great. But we are going to have religious fanatics. Yes, we will have those and we'll blow each other up and never yep. travel through wormholes because we can't yeah. possibly care about each other enough to do so. So it's great. Yeah, uh, I always assumed we would reach Mad Max Fury Road before we would reach Oh, contact. for sure. Yeah. Because that's what the the alien basically told her. He was like, not everyone makes it here. It's up to you. I'm giving you this information. Do do with it what you will. You have like 600,000 pages of documents and like you built this thing. Like figure it out. Uh, I don't remember. Why didn't they send someone else? Couldn't they only send her once? I don't remember. Um, I don't really know. I feel like it was. Someone else could have gone and been like. Oh yeah, that happened. I, I thought about that when I was watching it, and I feel like maybe the the main thing they took away from it is like politically they had to go through so much to get the funding, and then after she was right. done, like she was ostracized. Like the like this was like a UN meeting where they were like, "What the fuck right. are you talking about? We do not believe right. you." So I think that government wise, they would have canned it at that point because they wouldn't have. They chose to not believe her and it takes so much funding and I'm sure like electricity to run it. And that one was in Japan. So I just figured it was like politics as to why they didn't send someone else. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. It's very good. It's a great movie. Yeah. I'm going to rewatch it and then you watch Air Force One and next week we will talk about these movies. Yes. I can't wait. I'm excited. Air Force One is a very different (laughs) tone. Oh, man. But yes, if you watch Contact, be prepared to cry, because I don't know. It's just so oh. much. It's so good. Yeah, I, Carl, I, Carl, Ira Carlton said it took rocket motors to get the rings to spin. So I guess they was just... Yeah, because like, it was like the last ring. They, they Yeah, they used yeah. rocket motors to get it to move. It was very well thought out. 
I don't yeah. know. It was very cool. Carl Sagan. Yeah. yeah, it's a good movie. But, uh, but yeah, so that's, uh, that's, uh, Alien Contact. I, like, coming together here at the end of this episode of Contact, <laughs> of talking about Contact, I 100% believe that aliens are contacting, like, they're here, something's here doing this stuff to people, yeah. to cattle, and, uh, no, none of us understand it. Their technology is way better than ours, so the government doesn't want to talk about it, and we're absolutely hosed. Yep. And that's what my, that's my takeaway. Yeah, a, That's my takeaway, is we're hosed, we're, because none of us can do, we can't do anything about mm-hmm. it. And so. it's interesting, because, like, I had a discussion with that coworker about it, and he was just, he asked me a lot of questions in response to, like, mm-hmm. my arguments about aliens, so it was kind of fun. But he was just like, why would... Why wouldn't the government just say that aliens are real? Because wouldn't that make sense? Wouldn't that be a politically good move where you're, the, the Republicans could be like, aliens are real. We need funding for the military. We need funding for yeah. like artillery. Like we need to do stuff. And like, then the Democrats could go back against it and be like, we shouldn't try to go in guns blazing. We needed funding for this. And he was like, wouldn't that make sense? And right. I was like, I think that part does, but that goes with the understanding of believing that the general public will accept that knowledge after like 70 years of being told it's stupid and wrong and like you're right crazy if you believe it and i just don't think that we are at that point we aren't at that point at public to publicly accept it as real i mean but they did it they did it they already said this is real we don't know what it is they literally did it and then that's it they're never going to mention it nope, again. But they won't, like, they could, they didn't flat out say, like, these are aliens. They were, so, they gave a non-answer so as not to incite panic, yeah. you know? Right. But, like, you can look at that and say, oh, you just said these are, whatever this is, this unidentified aerial phenomenon is 100% real. Mm-hmm. It's up there. We don't know what it is. Could it be taking water from lakes? Sure. <laughs> could it be abducting people? Sure. Could it be killing cattle? Sure. We don't know because they said... It's real. They don't know. But, like, I do think that those black triangles, I think they're ours. Mm -hmm. And I, but I feel like, I feel like the reason, and this is, like, my conspiracy to distill it all down. (laughs) The reason that they're not doing any kind of disclosure is because of the oil companies. Because this is an energy that is totally clean. This is an energy that would literally save the planet, but... Because all of these companies and all of these people and the whole planet is reliant on oil, they're waiting until it gets terrible, until it gets to the point where they have to, to step in and tell us that they have this technology. Not that it's reverse engineered, but that they have it at all. Yeah, I think that's true because a lot of politicians are involved in the oil oil companies and fragging and stuff. So that makes sense. That's who runs the world. They're politicians. But that's, that's why I think that, like, I think that what they're, we have those craft, we reverse engineer it, like, Bob Lazar's talked about it. Well, like, with the water car, we, the water, like, using water as energy. Yeah, or, like, all this, any of the, yeah, any of this stuff, I feel like we have it, but we just don't, we, they're not going to come out with it. I mean, and what's really sick is, like, if that is the case, like, we've gotten to the point where climate change is messing things up everywhere, and they're just sitting on this technology. Or there's another option where these 
UFOs or these like creatures or whoever they're in contact with were like, you can't share this. Mm-hmm. Like maybe we just, maybe they're just like, if you release this to the public, we're just gonna annihilate you because they yeah. could. So there's all kinds of reasons why they might not be, but the most likely is that it's money related yeah, and true. it has to do with politicians and shitty people because I feel like that's going to be our ultimate downfall. Yep. I, I agree with that. I think that's a very good theory. Yeah. <sighs> yep. It's money related. So, and it's just like the billionaires like, I'm going to go to space. Yeah. I'm going to hang on space. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to space. We, and it's just like that. Meanwhile, like people are dying of COVID in like droves in India and like countries can't afford food. Yep. So. But you know, space going to space for no reason. Yeah. For no reason. So. Yeah. So I don't know. It's upsetting how much we don't know. I wish we knew it more. Is. Well, uh, should we do a story <laughs> yeah. or two? Well, time for story we... time. Anyway, this is just me. Holly's back on the collapse. <laughs> just back on the collapse train. Choo-choo, all riding into the society. I mean, collapse. I don't think you're wrong. And I think that's a very intelligent theory about the oil companies. Like, I think we've, I yeah. think that that has come up where it's just like, they like it is more profitable to kill the planet <laughs> like it just is yes so yes. they're gonna keep doing it and uh, sometimes i wonder like this is totally conspiracy theory out there but it's like what if they're just like it doesn't matter if we kill the planet because we have this technology to get out what if there's like oh who cares we can leave whenever mm-hmm. we want we're just not gonna tell anyone we're just gonna burn it down burn it all down until we leave Yep, and then like, only certain people will get to leave. Right? Only the rich. Messed up. Yeah. Messed up. Oh my gosh. Somebody brought up Interstellar, which is another movie that I love and can watch 50 times. Which one is Interstellar? Uh, that's the one where they're just like, don't, don't go, Murph. Murph! With uh, Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway and... Yeah, it's the one where like they uh they find out that there are two things that can travel through time: gravity and love. Oh, it's yeah. so good. I remember, now. I remember now. Okay, now we're back. <laughs> <laughs> I remember now. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's uh let's do a story. Let's do a story. I sent you one to get us started, and I'll pull one up for for me as well. It's time for fact or fiction. We will be reading chilling tales submitted from the community and guessing, are these fact, fiction, or somewhere in between? Use your best spooky scout skills to determine the truth. Do you have a scary story to tell? You can submit them to us at SpookySaturdayStories at gmail.com to have them read on the show. Just make sure to include if they are fact or fiction and your name. All right. (coughs) Story time. Hello, my name is Rowan. Uh, he, him. And I'm very bored, so I thought I'd tell you about my doll, Lilith. Oh, great. <laughs> oh, great. I got her from a friend five or so years ago. Apparently, my friend was shopping in a thrift store. An older woman was frantically trying to get rid of Lilith by shoving her onto a cashier rather than donating like a sane person. So my friend decides to take her off the old lady's hands. For context, Lilith, Lilith isn't some shabby, bald, haunted doll. She's a classy lady, like fresh out of the box type quality which is why I think this friend bought her in the first place. Anyways, after having her for a day, she got bad vibes. If I'm remembering correctly, angry vibes. 
Me, being a new witch and generally stupid, offered to take Lilith with zero hesitation. I toted her around that day. I think we went to a play and, na and named her after the biblical demon or whoever Bible Lilith was. Yeah, you're, yeah. I set her up on my highest shelf and she stays there for a year. I feel nothing but pure protective motherly energy coming from her during this. When I felt her looking at me, it was, more than anything, a warm presence. Other paranormal activity in my room specifically slows down at that point, too. One day, I decided to do some rearranging, though, and I put Lilith on the ground since she's got her own stand and is on the taller side. Bad choice. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, my <laughs> God. It felt like some sort of seal had been broken, and feelings of dread made me my room the heaviest it's ever felt. I chalked it up to my anxiety and left her there for a day before deciding to put her back on the highest shelf. Lulis does not move from her spot ever. More recently, I decided to try and really figure out what she is. I made an offering to her of things I thought she might like. A ring, dried flowers, seashells, and a black candle. She did like it, but the room changed again. It felt tight and crowded. Things fell into the night more frequently, and most notably, she felt alive. Like the feeling you get when someone is in the room with you. She used to have a more passive energy, but this was like a whole ass person. So I politely took some of the offerings, apologized, and explained I wasn't trying to draw any more activity that I already had, especially in my room. Since then, she's been her usual stern, but warm self. I don't want dolls <laughs> in my room. No dolls, I'm good. Don't want dolls in my room. Nope, nope, nope. Nope, nope, nope. Um, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Oh, fact? <laughs> <laughs> uh, a fact? Oh, no. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say fact, but I don't want dolls in fact. my room. 20 question marks. I don't want dolls in my room who make my room weird. Well, you got it. It's real. No! <laughs> it happened. I'm sorry, Lilith doll. <laughs> Please don't come to my room. No, no. Thank you, Rowan, for this story. I don't, I don't yeah, like it. You. It's I horrible. I don't know, like, like what would what would I offer a haunted doll? Like someone's finger, like some lint, like some ice cream. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm glad to keep her on the top shelf. Please. Yeah. Please. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Next story. All right. This one comes from Float Away Lily. Here is my tale. When I was about seven years old, we lived in Belgium in an area surrounded by farms. Across the street was a cow pasture, and behind us was a field that sheep would graze in. Someone down the street had a donkey in their backyard. It was a lovely area, but in my house, we had a floating staircase. So each step was a plank with no connection from one step to another. So I was always scared that I would fall through and land in the basement. The basement itself would always give me the heebie-jeebies. I could never pin down a reason why, but I avoided it as much as I could. We only used it for storage. Anyway, one night, I woke up earlier than usual. The sun wasn't up, and I thought it was just early morning since I was wide awake. Nowadays, I'm pretty sure it was closer to 2 or 3 a.m., but going off my initial assumption, I got out of bed and went to go downstairs. My mom has always been an early bird up before the sun rises to watch the morning news, so I thought I would go to meet her downstairs. As I descended the staircase, I noticed that it was darker than usual, and neither the living room light nor the TV was on, but I continued, despite my gut telling me that something was wrong. 
I approached the living room slowly and saw, in the chair my mom usually sat in the mornings, a shadow that looked vaguely humanoid to me. Already a little scared, I tentatively said, Mom? There was no response, and I was now completely terrified, so I turned around and scrambled no. back up those gaping stairs and jumped back into bed, heart pounding and breathing heavy. I somehow managed to fall back asleep that night and woke up the next morning after the sun was up. Nothing was amiss and my mom was up watching TV in her chair. I never mentioned this event to my family and I never saw anything like that again while living there, but I was definitely a little more scared of the dark than I was before. No! Why? Why? Don't want shadows in my chairs. <laughs> yeah, no, none of that. No dolls, no shadows in my chairs. No thanks. Yeah, I think this one's a fact, too. I don't know. I think so. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say this one's also a fact. Well, you got it. This is fact. You were right. Float Away Lily says, Though whether I actually saw a shadow person or it was just my child brain seeing things in the dark, I guess I'll never know. (laughs) The light switch. The light switch. (laughs) Chair Chair ghost. That's so spooky. Well, thank you all for listening, and thank you all for sending in stories. We appreciate it. Um, if you want to send in stories, I believe the email is still uh, SpookySaturdayStories at gmail.com. Yeah. Right? yeah, I left it as that. Okay. I might make another one, but you could still use that one. It still exists, yeah. so. Yeah, so if you would like to send in stories, we still accept stories. Um, and also, we have new um, Spooky Scout pins in the Etsy store. So if you want a Spooky Scout pin, please... Uh, hustle on over there to wecrowinghens.com and check out check out those spooky scout pins they're very fun i am doing a fun little package of them you'll see how i package them i can't wait it's very silly but i'm having fun with it and uh and we also have a patreon if you haven't checked out our patreon we're back in the groove of things so we'll be doing a a special episode monthly and we have a discord as well that we pop into now and then and uh Oh yeah, Fox Club. The bandanas are in in being yes. made, so they're getting they're getting made. Uh, we have a local screen printer who's screen printing um for us here in Seattle. And they're so apparently a little backed up, so it'll be a little bit, but we'll keep you posted. Yeah, yeah now that uh, COVID here has been a little bit less bad, I feel like everyone's busy. Yep, it's same like same busy. here and under busy and understaffed. So hopefully they get yes, caught back yeah, up exactly. Exactly. But yeah, so if you want to throw us throw us some throw us a coin on Patreon, if you sign up for the highest tier, you still get a patch. Yep. I send you a patch. And uh yeah. Uh next week we're going to be talking about uh if people have slept <laughs> Star with aliens. children. So we're going to be talking about if people sleep with aliens and that's going to be next week. So we will see you all next week. Thank you for join joining us. Stay safe and uh keep your eyes on the sky. Thanks for joining us for another meeting of the Spooky Scouts. I'm Scoutmaster Kayla Klein, and you can find me on social media as at K-A-Y-N-C-L-I. And I'm Scoutmaster Holly Conrad, and you can find me on social media as at Holly Conrad or at Commander Holly, and you can find us both at WeGrowingHens.com. We hope you enjoyed learning and speculating with us tonight. If you want to find out more about the Spooky Scouts, you can find links to our social media, Discord, and more at SpookyScouts.com. 
You can offer the podcast some sustainable support and help us stay unbiased and ad-free by subscribing to patreon.com slash spooky scouts for as little as $5 a month. Spooky Scouts is recorded live weekly on twitch.tv slash hens. See you next time, Scouts. And remember, keep your eye on the sky and dare to know.